Hey guys, welcome to Journey to Integrity, and I'm like totes excited today, but not in the traditional way of excitement. I'm excited because something negative happened to somebody that has hurt a lot of people, and I don't normally wish ill will on people, but I'm excited and I think it's valid, so we're going to talk about that a little bit. Um, I'm not... Sure, if I'll share part of the story or not, I've been my memoir. I've been debating with myself, um, just because it's a lot to take in at once for me, and I think it's probably a lot to take in for a lot of people. It's more like of a reader type thing, but again, also I'm having anxiety about releasing something I've been working on since I was 15, no matter how sporadic it is. And anyway, I just want to say thank you for joining to inte- whoa. Thank you for joining Journey to Integrity. Uh, I hope you had a good time of it since I last posted. I Sorry it, I went normal than long days. I just wasn't feeling it, so I didn't do it. I didn't want to force myself. Um, I thought it might not even do a podcast again, and then I thought I'll just delete the podcast. But, you know, it's just common with me. I find different interests really fast, and I do it, and then I... And move on because I've either excelled in it more than I thought I would or I just get bored with it. So that's so why I started moving to Irish, learning Irish um, Gaelic. I know there's Irish Gaelic and Scottish Gaelic and Welsh Gaelic, but I started learning that, and so that's been kind of occupying me a little bit, which last year was Scottish Gaelic, so I'm, like, completely confused on some things because it's nothing like Scottish Gaelic. Um, I don't even want to try Welsh Gaelic because I think I will just die in confusion. And then I'm like, went down a rabbit hole of trying to see if the old Druidic languages still exist. I think there's different subsects of the the languages Druids spoke, but um, I guess it doesn't really exist unless it's like in gameplay, like Dungeons and Dragons, etc. Um, so I don't know how real that is or if it's, you know, something kind of made up, like in, you know, Lord of the Rings, etc. I guess every language is made up, but, you know, I'm thinking more of a historical learning of the language. So I couldn't, um, I kind of have it a stop point at that one. Uh, even when I searched everywhere, it would bring me, like, to Korean, like, learn Korean. I'm like, okay, this is not even this, this thing, like, continent people. Like, why are we trying to put me to learn Korean when we're not even, that's not even the same continent that, I mean, I can understand like the Vikings and the Nordics, they had their kind of Druid, I can't even say it. I think, you know, I can't even say it because I don't even, I don't even know, is it Judaic or Judarian? A Judean? Judean would be probably be the best one. Judean. I looked it up the other day. I just forgot. Because my brain was like, oh, yeah, I can't learn it anyway, so just forget about it. So I guess that was a stop. I guess I'll have to, like, raid some ancient monasteries or underground tunnel. I don't know. I mean, a monastery. I don't know. Is that the Stonehenge of a basement? Maybe it's in Stonehenge. Of course, the Druids weren't allowed to teach non-Druids their language, and their writing is different, so... I can see why it's non-existent anymore. It's an extinct language. When they say extinct, they mean extinct. They don't mean like, ah, yeah, I survived in some way. So, but, you know, Irish, 
Gaelic and Scottish Gaelic is probably about pretty much the closest I could get to it. And I know I'm rambling. So anyway, welcome to Journey to Integrity again. I'm going to make sure my kids are okay and I'll don't know why I'm telling you that again. Hey everyone, welcome back. Um, so the gist of the story is, and it's quite uncomfortable for me, but this, I've actually seen a lot of white male privilege in the last three or four years. So, um, but this particular gentleman decided one day, he owned his own house, like not outright, but he owned, he was paying a mortgage to the bank. So this particular gentleman, I, will, I use the George gentleman very loosely here. This particular person of a bad persuasion decided he would no longer work. Um, I think he probably went into a depressive cycle, but he didn't do anything to dig himself out of it for like six years and decided using people was the best way. But this particular person would get people to live with him to rent out rooms because in this economy it sucks and especially single parent households, college students, people that worked in bars, healthcare providers, they would rent out rooms. Usually he would get one person at a time and have them rent out a room and then or a family to rent out more rooms. But he would terrorize them in the process. Like he was his default his default personality is probably asshole but I think it's becomes from a, a place of privilege and entitlement that he thinks he has to put on or maybe he's become so accustomed to it that he thinks everybody owes him everything but he would terrorize them until they left and they would usually leave in a, in a hurry because you know he would become irate and then he'd become very calm in an instant when the, the roommates called the police and he did this with all of them so they would just leave because they didn't want law enforcement involved in their lives. So they leave all their belongings, and he would sell the belongings, rinse, repeat. So he did this for mm, years, like years and years. Like um, as far as I know, he's been doing this for over a dec, over half a decade. So I don't know, six to seven years, as far as I know. Um, I know it's been longer from what he's been he's told me. Or what, and I, I've gotten a hold of his, some of his ex roommates too. Um, and then it's been longer. So he just wouldn't get a job. Or he would apply for a job once a year. He would have the job for two months and get fired because um, of entitlement issues. Basically, all his, I, yeah. He shared with me, you know, when the, I was, I, I rented three rooms from him for three years. So he shared with me all the reasons that he got, you know, fired. But he would share it with me, like, in the way that he was the victim. You know, well, they expect me to do this and this and this. I'm like, dude, you're being paid like 70000 a year. I'm like, let's sell my liver for that. Like, just go to work. When they tell you to go to work and do work while you're at work. Don't pedal fart around and watch shows. But I didn't say it. I said it in my head. But, like, I probably my eyes said, Jesus Christ, this guy's entitled. So he would get fired for various entitlement issues. I think at one point he called one of his bosses crazy and told him he would kill him. Like, so, I mean, not, not, not in so many uncertain terms, but he did terrorize one of his bosses for, I think, four years before his boss fired him because he had this his boss convinced that he was, you know, the coming of Jesus because he's very good at presenting his, like I said, entitlement. Um, and plus the, the, he, the owner of the place that he was manager for, so he was, his boss was the owner, um, had some 
mental health issues. So probably he was used to being down, told these things and his, you know, opinions downplayed. So poor guy. Yeah. But basically he get fired, um, (laughs) in this consistent cycle. Um, and wouldn't really apply for jobs. He just sit on his ass. Like he would sit on his bed between his ass and his back because he didn't have a butt. So he just sat and like a, like a slug and watch television or shows or movies or that's it. Just looked at the screen. So I ran away from him for three years and I know other people have done this and actually witnessed, but not knowing what it was at the time, him selling his previous roommate stuff who happened to have been a man. So I didn't know what was going on at the time. I didn't know like the stuff that he was selling from his sheds in the backyard was someone else's possessions. Um, but yeah. So, and then of course I left abruptly for a whole other things that I'm not going to get into right now. And I brought all my stuff with me. (laughs) I did. I made sure to bring all my stuff with me. I was homeless and without a job. Um, this is the the guy who pulled a gun on my head and managed to convince police officers that I was having some kind of mental health crisis because I'm a white woman and I must be on drugs and a single mom over what was actually happening. Oh, yeah, I think he, yeah, so, yeah. Anyway, he deserves to lose his house. So the long of the short is, um, yeah, I moved out of, I moved out a year ago. And abruptly, Avi. But I did max out my credit cards while I was homeless to get a moving company. Well, I tried the police a couple of times. Police were like, how much longer are you going to be? Like, within, like, me arriving. <laughs> I'm like, um, I'm trying to move out my entire family's possessions out of a house. Like, how much longer do you think I would be? In a damn car with a trunk. So... Yeah, it got annoying because I had to stop myself from saying that to police officers because I was thinking that the whole time. Um, So I hired a moving company to do it in like two hours. So I got everything out. Everything. I got all my possessions out. Um, He wasn't going to sell off me. And I got out. I didn't really think anything. I mean, I've been thinking things of it. Obviously, I dislike this person. He's not a good person, so I dislike him a lot. Oh, this is size four. I'm sorry. I'm recording in my closet. My daughter's... I'm looking at my daughter's clothes, trying to sort them. Um, Stop doing that right now. Um, But I got a call. I think it was Friday or Sunday on the way home from school um, asking... If I had heard from Mark lately, and, and I, you spent over a year, by the way, I was like, no, I have a no contact order with him, because I do. Or I did. I mean, I think it expires in a year, and you have to re-up every year, but if they don't do anything in a year, you can't re-up. So I didn't re-up, but, you know, because it wasn't worth my time. And plus, they wouldn't have done it anyway, but therefore it wasn't worth my time. So I was like, no, I got a no contact order with him over a year ago. And apparently, one of the neighbors had called in a welfare check, so he hasn't been seen in a couple of days. Um, so they did, you know, and I, I've told you before, this guy doesn't take care of himself. He just sits on his ass, eats canned meat, smokes cigarettes and drinks wine. That's what he was using my rent money for. And so his mortgage most likely hasn't been paid in five years. 
Um, because I know that he didn't use any of my rent money to pay his mortgage. I think I know, but I know I know. Um, because it takes, you know, when you own a home, it doesn't, it does it takes longer than a year to foreclose. So his house is going for auction on February 24th. Um, for the five years that I know and possibly seven years, he hasn't paid mortgage, but use people for money and abuse them and terrorize them and then stole from them. And then, you know, white male privileged it up as a homeowner, a white male homeowner. So the entitlement was real and it was hardcore with this individual, guys. Hardcore. Do you know how hard it is convincing entitled people that the person in front of them are more entitled than them and they're crazy? Yeah, it's not easy, guys. Anyway, so I was never able to. And that's okay. I'll get my comeuppance with the police department one day. Um, not my comeuppance, but they'll get their karma or whatever you want to call it. I mean, I did I did put a curse, so it's okay. They'll get theirs. I am a witch, by the way. Just kidding. There's no curse happening. The only thing I've ever done to anybody was wish that they got what they deserved. Whether it's good or bad. And so if you get what you deserve and it's bad, it's what you deserved. Um... Because you can't abuse power like that. You can't abuse any type of power, whether it's the power of prayer or the power of thought or the power of affirmation. You just can't abuse any type of that power. So I didn't abuse any of my power. Um, but I have to say right now, I'm giddy. <laughs> I'm giddy. So, of course, after that call, they went on, you know, they left me alone and on their way. We, they did what they did. I have no privy to the police's information or the hospital's records. So, but I did kind of go down a rabbit hole Sunday, thinking like, I wonder if he's because I don't know if anybody's ever been abused before by a person and traumatized. And by the way, there's more to this story than this, but as you know, um, the guy that pulled the gun on my head for wanting to move out because he knew he'd never get. I told him I was like, you're never gonna get another roommate because I mean. I didn't tell him shit like that, but I made it pretty clear that he's not a desirable person to be a roommate with, um, and that I wasn't going to go silently, and I didn't go silently, so, yeah. You know, like I said, I have expressive, expressiveness, um, but yeah, so, I'll be down rabbit hole Sunday. I was looking for a death notice because if you've ever been abused, one of the things that I think a lot of people that are abused or traumatized by someone by, because I was homeless and I was jobless because of this man and his lies and my children suffered because of it. So I was traumatized and they are traumatized. So when when you're traumatized, the only thing that you really can do if there's no justice to be had because the justice department failed me and the justice situation failed me, I guess the justice system failed me. I was a failed person in their society. I was an ignored and um, person. So I'm not that person, though. I was, but I'm not that person. That's fine. Um, they're, you know, I'm better than they are in every single way possible um, at this point. You know, at this point, maybe they'll redeem themselves. And I do always hope people redeem themselves, except for this situation and this individual. I knew he was hes going to get what he deserved because it was too many people's lives they destroyed. He destroyed. I mean, some of these people that he terrorized out, like myself, don't have family to go to. No brothers, no sisters, no friends. You know, you're just an oddball. 
And plus, I wouldn't ask anybody for help if I had to. And I did have to ask for help from the goddamn state. So, yeah, when, so when you're traumatized by, like, that, when you're traumatized, the only thing you really can do is um, picture that person doesn't exist. Like, just take them out of the scenario. Like, they're not part of the world, but you didn't take them out of the world. They're just not part of your brain. Therefore, they're not part of the world. Sorry, my daughter's knocking on the door. Hey, guys. Welcome back. So, where, we, where do we leave off? So, yeah, I... Went down a rabbit hole Sunday looking for his death notice because for the past over a year I've been picturing him basically, I've been imagining him as not existing in the world, like in my imaginary state, just so I can keep going without too much anger of the injustice that was done upon me both by him and the police department and the judiciary system because it was COVID and they couldn't get me into a courtroom. So, yeah. So I just basically pictured that this didn't happen and he was just not part of this world just to cope. And so they called me on they called me on um I think it was Friday, last Friday, and they told me they asked me about the, you know, about the welfare check. And of course I didn't, you know, wish him well I didn't wish him dead, but I didn't really care. I was just you know, I was just like happy all of a sudden that I no longer had to picture him not existing that maybe he won't exist and maybe he's getting his in hell or whatever the hell there is for him in purgatory you know so then you know I thought maybe he probably wasn't dead probably just just isn't answering because he doesn't take care of himself probably couldn't even get out of bed very fast and so I went down a rabbit hole looking for his property because I really liked his house I really did one day I was hoping to buy it but it's up for auction um yeah on the 24th of February guys so basically some rich mofo or mofo corporation or mofos is going to pay $10,000 to purchase the title temporarily. And by the next day, they're going to pay the entire balance of his mortgage. And they're going to rent it out or sell it or turn it into an Airbnb. So good on them. And so now I'm picturing those folks giving him like, a, the, I think it's in Arizona. It's like a hundred and no, it's, is it a 90 days or 120 days notice? I can't remember. But it's one of those. It's like a notice. Your house has been auctioned. You're no longer resident. You have this many days to get out. You know, and I know he has... I don't think he has any friends. I can't imagine him having any friends. Because, um, <laughs> yeah. We've... Yeah, there's a lot of people in this area that know him. Um, so, he's not going to be able to get his hoarding situation under control. Um, and that was all he ever really cared about was his possessions. So, and I know I can't be there on that 106, 90, 120 days date when, you know, the, the police officer or the sheriff comes to escort him out of his house with whatever he can carry and all his precious things get left behind. And I would grin and I would do a little, like, total, total little gremlin dance. I would just become a gremlin. I would just do a total little gremlin dance and smile because it's like karma. In real life, <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> it's like, I wished for what this person deserved. I did. The same as I do other people. And this person got what they deserved in real time, guys. So, yeah. So, I've, I've just kind of had this, like, giddy glow about me. Like, you know, him being dead wouldn't really give me that much satisfaction aside from I'm able to breathe because I no longer have to imagine this person not existing in the world. Um, I'm able to breathe now, though, because 
Ugh. This, this guy abused and used and terrorized so many individuals and just thought it was okay. And even people that were paying him. <laughs> That's the thing. He did this to people that were paying his salary. And, you know, he just wasn't a nice person by default. And I don't know when that happened. I'm not going to psychoanalyze him. He does not even worth that. But Jesus Christ. I'm happy snappy. So everybody, like, raise a glass to M-A-G, his initials, losing in his house on February 24th. And hopefully it becomes at least up for sale in a sustainable way or a rental property so I can rent it. <laughs> and, you know, that would just be like karma come full circle. I think I might invite all his ex-roommates over for a dinner party. We will all have a dinner party. I think most of us did his landscaping. I did some of his landscaping. I planted flowers. People did his plumbing. There are some of them, that, and I'm clean included, that cook for him because it's terrible to watch someone sitting on their back all day eating canned meat. You just feel like you're going to die if you let someone die in front of you, even if they're a bad person. So, yeah. Raise a glass to... Male, white male entitlement, taking entitlement too far to the point where he screwed himself over. Hopefully permanently. I don't know, not permanently. We guys want, we want to hope he redeems himself. But with this person, redemption doesn't look the same with nice people. Because they'll pretend to be redeemed, they'll pretend to be nice if they want. <sighs> I really hope for his redemption though. Whether it's in hell or purgatory or... In this hell on earth, sometimes that this can be this this place can be hell on earth for all of the all of us that don't have anybody. So he finally gets to experience what what he sowed. He reaped what he sowed, and I'm really excited about that because I don't think I've seen um, karma or people getting what they deserve in real time in my life. So, or lots of people's lives. So. Hey guys, if there's anybody in your life that you would just one day want to subconsciously or just witness what they reaped, what they sowed, don't, you don't have to be mean about it. You don't have to drive yourself crazy about it. You don't have to go on a whole thing for a year. But if you know, if you happen to hear by a police officer that they may have reaped what they sowed, and you you know kind of go on a journey because <laughs> you were waiting, because you were hoping this was the time that someone reaped what they sowed. And, you know, and it's a valid feeling, guys. It's a valid feeling. You didn't do anything wrong. You didn't cause it. You didn't do anything wrong. You tried to help this person and maybe or maybe not. I mean, there's times and places where you help people. Not You don't necessarily have to help this person. But you didn't do anything to cause any harm. And they, with their own attitudes and beliefs and... I don't know, just their ownness, their their own badness took away from themselves. It's just, it's, a, it's an amazing feeling. I never experienced it. I mean, I experienced it like decades later with my first ex-husband, but, you know, by that point, it was that the needing to see him reap what he so had died down. And plus, I had a child with him, so it's not it's not the same thing. And, you know, no, he didn't make me homeless or unemployed. 
So with my children, so that's a whole. When someone fucks with my children, that's when I get mad. I mean, he did fuck with my son, and I was mad for a while, but my son is just over it, and like, he's changing his name when he turns 18. I tried to change it earlier because he wanted it to be changed because he didn't want his dad to ever find him. But apparently, you have to find the dad to get them to sign off on it. So I wasn't going to go down that hole of letting this person know where I lived. Um, so if the state can't find him for for child support, I'm not going looking for him to have his name to have him change the kid's name when he's going to be 18 soon enough. So, but yeah, I got to see that though. That was a good feeling too when. I let my son come to his own conclusions about his father and didn't say anything negative. Just, you know, the truth. Your dad's addicted to some things. You know, he might be thinking clearly. And he was, and he is, and he never has been. But he got to see so much more than that and on his own. And I don't like that he had to see that, of course. But because he doesn't, he's not the same feeling because my son was hurt. But this person purely hurt my son. (laughs) And my daughter. And they didn't give anything to them. They didn't care about them at all. So, yeah, I'm just happy snappy. So, yeah. It's been, a, it's been a good revelation. Oh, and I also bought myself a Bob Ross calendar. He's so relaxing. And a magnet for our dishwasher. It's happy clean oh it's happy daddy <laughs> you guys be well be safe be happy i had decided not to share it in my memoir tonight just because i don't know if i can get into that like solemn voice reading mood obviously i'm talking like 25 million miles per minute so yeah reap what you sow